Greg, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Uh, not too much. I'm just here in Kansas. I uh, was on the Flint Hill Scenic Byway for the past uh, two days, just kind of hanging out and checking out all these incredible sites. I was, I was going to go hike today at the at the Tallgrass Prairie um, National Preserve. That's actually run by the National Park System. It's, it's cool. I went in there and there was like forest. There was like there were like rangers in there with the, with their normal gear. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm back in Colorado. There's 41 miles of hiking trails on that on that property. I didn't realize it was, there were that many. It was, it's insane. There's a, there's an actual bison herd up there. Oh wow, that's that's cool. Like I and like I said in my my little post the other day, I was I was shocked to hear about the epic backcountry of uh, of Kansas yeah. there. Yeah, it's like. Like uh, I keep telling people that, in all all the different counties are bringing online these different state fishing, uh, or, or they're, they're called state fishing lakes, but it's for each individual county. Now some of them have had them for a while, but they're they're going around and and making them badass for the for the rest of the counties that don't have them. And like those ones along I seventy, I was telling you about, they're up by Hayes and Colby. That you know if you're going east to west or west to east, and you want to have a place to stop off in Kansas, like those are brand new. And like like the the to- the toilets are 100 percent dialed in, like. There's pit toilets everywhere. There's like uh, areas that are covered for like picnics and things, and they they've gone in and done tons of improvements. So I'm staying at one of those over here in Cottonwood Falls, just to the the west of town. Two miles west of town is the Chase County State Fishing Lake, and right around the corner from here, I would say maybe five miles is like that that tall grass preserve. So I was like, oh, I'll go stop in there this morning because I went to that cool cemetery and took all those pictures of the the tombstones from the 1800s. And I went in there, and I and I, you know, I used to, I used to drive that all the time when I go up to school, because from Wichita up to Manhattan, Kansas, where I went to school at Kansas State, I would take the Flint Hill Scenic Byway because it's it's a really cool drive, and I would stop off at the nature preserve, but I I never go into the the center. I'd always just like bypass. I'm like, you know, because I was young and I always thought I knew what I was doing, and I just go hike around like <laughs> this one section. And I literally thought it was like five miles of hiking trails, and that's it. And I go in, and I was like, yeah, I was going to do this one trail. And the gal's like, well, have you ever done this other trail? And I'm like, there's more trails? She's like, oh, yeah, we got 41 miles of trail of hiking trails there. I'm like, what? I was like, are you serious? I've been, I, I, I drove by this place a million times in college, and I didn't know it was that much. And there's stuff on the other side of the highway, because it's Highway 177 that goes through there, and it's just a two-lane road. But on the other side of it, on the east side, there's all that area is available for if you have a dog. You can take a dog back in there. So, like, where the bison nice. are at, yeah, where the bison are at, you can't take a dog in there, obviously, because and the bison are, are aggressive. And, like, you know, you don't want to mess with them at all. Even if you have a dog, that dog would just get trampled and doesn't flat. But on the other side of the highway, they have it. It's like this huge nature area that goes through this riparian wetland. And there's a huge um, – well, it's, it's not a huge, but it's, like, it's a good-sized river that goes through there. And there's a hiking trail all along it, and there's all these fishing spots. And people, I, like, I, I walked through there this morning with Sierra, and there's people, like, fly fishing and stuff in there. I'm like, man, I had no idea. Like, I keep on getting impressed more and more with Kansas every time I come back because I'm, I'm seeking out these areas. And it's just like, you know, there's something to be said about it. Like, Council Grove, when I was up there just, just now, you know, and checking all that stuff for the Santa Fe Trail, historic uh the national historic trail up there and that was the last point where you would stop off before you would go through um the indian homelands for like the comanches and like the great plains apache and um the kiowa and all the and there's a few other tribes that that live in this area and that was like the last point where you could get supplies the last point where there was a post office and all those places now are on the national historic register and that that town is smaller than buena vista 
Man, that's uh, it sounds awesome, and I yeah, and I I, I contrast that to the the mess. I shouldn't say it's a mess, but so the East Coast, they they just really they, they there are some nice parks, there's some nice national forests and what have you, but I don't I don't think it's um, at the scale and at the quality and at the accessibility that they've got west of the Mississippi and totally it's great that it's it's great that, that Kansas is um is putting their tax dollars to to good use there um I'm, I'm yeah glad to hear that and and you might you might have convinced me just there to actually get off of I-70 and <laughs> go check some stuff out cuz you I mean I don't know it's hard to get me out of those rest stops along I-70 I Kansas rest yeah. stops are phenomenal there they're they're nice I mean you, you roll into them and you're like dude this is you know those rest stops you're like, I'll gladly stay here. You know, I, this, it's like a campsite. Yeah, it is. And, and then they have like those areas where you can pull back in there and they have like the covered awnings. You can have your own little area with like a park, a park bench and cook out dinner and they have like a, a barbecue grill pit for each one of those. And you're like, okay, this is along an interstate. Like this isn't uh, – this isn't I know. It's not like it's a designated camping area. It's like that, that's actually an interstate and they're making those so people can stop off for the night and just chill. And like – for here, if, if you were to go on, if, say, if you're going along I-70, uh, it's a little bit on the eastern more, more portion of the state where, where, where you would find this uh, Flint Hills Byway. It's the Highway 177, but it's exit 313 off of I-70. So anybody listening to this, if they want to check it out, get off on exit 313 mm-hmm. and go and just start driving south. And you'll go all the way until you hit the turnpike, which is, um, I think it's like a 70-mile, or no, it's probably like an 80-mile drive. And that whole way down there, there's there's historical stuff the whole way. And if I would, and if I really, you know, if I really wanted to to explore this and, and spend time and take everything in, I'd, I'd say it would probably take at least four days. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and you can camp it. Uh, like there's there's play, there's multiple places to camp the whole way down. It sounds like it'd be a great actually activity for students or what have you. You know, in high school, like a little. Yeah, you know, week long get to know Kansas history kind of experience where you get outside yeah. and then also uh, learn history as well. Um, well, well, to me, it's like 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 one of the places. It was the uh, it was called like I, I can't remember what it's called, like the Last Chance uh, Outfitter or something like that. But it's like this, this stop or this store that you would go into, and the and the way that they marketed themselves are like this is your last chance to get beans, bacon, and whiskey. And that's how they marketed themselves. Sold, <laughs> the right? I mean, yeah, that, I was like, uh, that, yeah. as a, as a marketing guy, I'm sure you were like, these guys are genius. Yeah, I'm like, they're way ahead of their time, man. You know, and I was thinking, I'm like, I wouldn't even need to go into the wilderness area to get to stop there. I just stop there every day and get stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool because you know, I mean, that's, that it's, it's one thing to like go to these national parks and stuff, and and of course those are have a ton of notoriety and a lot of people go to those places, but you know, you get off the beaten path in the United States and you will find cool places. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's, I don't mean to segue immediately into what we wanted to talk about in this podcast, but one of my favorite features on an app, the app that I rely on for, for road navigation, uh-huh. um, Google maps, they have the little function that you can activate that says avoid highways. Uh, I I didn't know that. I often, yeah, no, I often use that if I like, you know, if I'm not in a rush and I'm just kind of 
lollygagging around, like whether it's Ohio or Iowa or, you know, the Northeast, you activate that little function. And, and it's as long as you're not in a populated area, you get, you, I mean, you're going through, it feels like I'm, you know, driving through a uh, John Cougar Mellencamp song, you know, like I was born in a small town kind of situation. And it's, it's just, it's, That's awesome. it's great. It's a great function. Yeah. I, 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 you know, people love all sorts of different apps for navigation and I, I've played around with a, a few of them, but I, I do know Google Maps pretty well, and I love it. And and that's one of the reasons why I love it is that that feature where you can say, uh, yeah, avoid highways. And, and man, I'm gonna start using that stuff that you normally would. Yeah, that, that because you're right. I mean, like, you know, naturally they're not gonna build a highway through like you know uh, um, an, a, an, a, a, a culturally sensitive area because you know they'd ruin it. And so. I think that when the highways were built, you know, back in like I-70 and all that stuff, I mean, that was what, back in like the 50s, I think, when it was built or the 60s or something like that, or maybe the 40s. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was even before then. Yeah, it was like New this, Deal New deal stuff, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so like like some of these areas here, like uh, I just came across that one thing. I don't know if you had a chance. I don't know if I sent it to you, but about that, that friar from like uh, 1542 that was murdered out here, that Franciscan friar. Uh, and it was, yeah. it was incredible. And, and like, and like that has been common knowledge in this area for like 200 years, you know, uh, that, that people knew like, that's the site, like don't screw with it. And also it was an Indian burial site as well. And, uh, you know, of course it had been around now for almost 500 years, which is crazy to think about that. But like for 200 years, there had been a concerted effort that, according to that plaque that was out there, like they've really been trying to protect this place. And, and it's like, well, naturally, they're not going to build a highway through there. So it's like you have to get off the highway in order to come across that sort of stuff. And yeah, um, yeah. So having that, having the availability with that app, that's that's a great thing. I did not know that Google Map did that. Yeah, and and like I put my post on. So for the audience, I don't know if if everybody caught it, but Brian uh, just posted a solo podcast episode on some of his Kansas experiences, and then. I, I put up a little post on my blog, ColemanRoadJournal.com, and I, I talked about my own little experience with uh, with Kansas. And, again, pointing to one of the features in Google Maps that I use, you can, you can activate avoid tollways. And mm-hmm. so when I do that, it took me on this roundabout um, way of getting a, around. So there's that one segment of I-70 in Kansas. Mm-hmm. That has it's like a it's it's the first so if you're going from east to west, yep. it's like from Kansas City to Topeka or something like that. Yep, that's exactly and, right. And and it, it it what it does is it routes me down toward Wichita, and then it routes me on to ten, I think it is, and it actually you follow you end up following a part of the original Oregon Trail. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, no, it's totally cool. And and again, just like I, I feel like we're we should get paid by the state of Kansas right now as far as <laughs> all the hype talk that we're given for. It. But it, I mean, it's yeah. really really cool. I'm like sitting there, and on top of that, I was listening to a book about the Oregon Trail and like these uh, these guys. And I think it was 2010. Um, they they actually recreate they reenacted the Oregon Trail passage. They got an old school wagon and oh, man. they went from yeah, point to point, um uh all the way from the start to the finish 
of the Oregon Trail. And I was listening to that, and then I see the little sign on 10, on Rock 10. I'm like, holy shit, I'm on the fucking Oregon Trail. Like, how cool is this? (laughs) That's really cool. um, Yeah, yeah. And, again, I I owe it all to uh, Google Maps and their their avoid tollways uh, feature right there. And, that's, uh, that's something that's I'm going to be firing up for sure because I had no idea. That's that's a that's a huge feature because you know I mean generally generally speaking I, I know people that are like yeah I've driven through Kansas it sucks I'm like yeah well you're on I-70 like <laughs> yeah what you what you think yeah. is gonna be cool I mean I'm sorry but any interstate is largely uninspiring you know unless unless you're just driving through a state that was just blessed blessed to have like the most incredible terrain all over it which there's very few places like that and so um, so yeah I. That's that's super cool that Google has that feature. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to. Um, yeah, again, if you're not if you're not uh, in a rush, if you if you can just kind of do your Sunday driving thing, um, mm-hmm. I love it. I, I I love that feature. Yeah, um, totally. I, and yeah. So there's I think there's three. There's avoid tollways. There's avoid um, highways, and I. Yeah, there's there's one other one that uh, anyway it's um, yeah I, I use those speakers a lot. Cool, I'm gonna check that out. Well, uh, you know yeah. I I want to just let the audience know. So this episode, what we want to cover was like the technology that we use in order to make this lifestyle, um, you know, possible and enjoyable and and also just an, enhancing the experience. Because I I think that I you know I, I've run into some people. I ran into this guy actually today at the trailhead who uh, told me, he's like, oh, man, back in the 70s when I was in college, I was a truck camper. He's like, but it was hard to get information. I'm thinking, like, yeah, dude, like, how did you do that? <laughs> you know, you basically just had to, yeah. you'd have to pour over, like, maps, and maps weren't, weren't all that great back then. And, of course, it didn't include everything. And so, you know, the thing about the Internet is, and with these apps that we can get, and also, um, you know, cell phone technology, being able to connect in the backcountry like, like, like it's possible now and create wireless hotspots and get on, it really makes this method of travel so much easier and you can operate more functionally as opposed to like, you know, imagine being in the 70s and you go back in the backcountry and it's like you're on your own. No one knows where you're at. You can't contact anybody because there's no cell, the cell phones haven't been, you know, invented yet. And it's like you're, you're truly on your own, 100%. Your car breaks yeah. down, you're fucked. You know, I mean, like there's no communication whatsoever. No doubt. Yeah, it's a totally different world. And it, it, it is, it's, it's an interesting, um, my guess is back then people probably heavily relied on stopping at the National Forest Ranger offices mm. and, you know, the, the wealth of information that they've got. And you can still do it today. And I, I love going in there and talking to them and getting those maps and what have you. But so it's, it, it's kind of a, I don't know if double-edged sword is the right word, but you with, with these all these little gizmos that you have, whether you're using Garmin or cell phone or, or what have you, you, you get to get back there and you get to figure things out and you get information, you know, at your disposal at every moment, which is great. But the double-edged sword, the other way that that cuts is that you don't you don't have as much interaction with the rangers' offices and you don't mm. get to go in there and, and just kind of talk it up with them and find out what they like to do and, and where they go. So it's, it's, um, I have to yeah, imagine that there, there were probably big pluses back then, you know, being able to walk into, you know, where, where you have to rely on going into the Rangers offices. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, there's, there's, there's gives and, t- give and takes, um, but yeah, yeah I, I could never imagine being back there back in the, in the seventies and, and doing what we do now without all that information at our disposal at all times, you know, with the little, mm-hmm. with the little handheld cell phone. Well, I think, I think too, if you did it back then, I mean, you'd have to be like a jack of all trades because if something came up, you'd have to, you'd have to fix it, if, whether, whether it's your vehicle, your gear, whatever. And so I think it would require much more knowledge, whereas if something breaks, whether it's gear or on my truck, I can just Google it or I can look it up on YouTube and I can fix and I can find nine times out of ten I can find the solution that I'm looking for. And so yeah. it's, it's almost like it's almost like a life hack, you know, for us to be able to use the technology in that regard. Um and I'm certainly thankful for it because I, I think it makes it easier, you know, being back here, I mean obviously we're recording a podcast right now. You know, you're in Gunnison hanging out, um, you know, in, in town there, but you're not, you're not in an office. And I'm out here at the Chase State or Chase County State Fishing Lake next to the water, like looking out over beautiful scenery with some rolling hills. And it's like, you know, that, that's not possible back in the day doing that. I mean, how podcasts were impossible, but even, even 10 years ago, I don't think technology was where it is today to where it makes it to where you can pretty much function as long as you tweak a few things and make, and make a few adjustments to the way that you operate out here. You can pretty much function normal, you know, whatever you deem normal, I guess. But you can you can work and you can get things done, and you don't have to. It's not such of a bitch to get things accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Um, I, I know that there's a big. It's interesting, you know, being on like that pickup, uh, the pickup truck camping Facebook group, and, and some other groups and what have you. There mm-hmm. there are some interesting exchanges that you've got. You know, you've got different segments of the population that do this kind of activity and then you have the sub sections inside of it so you have people like yeah. you and i that are doing this full-time but then you do have like the weekend warrior types or or just those people that want to get away for the weekends mm-hmm. and they it's interesting talking to them because they're really wanting to get away from technology and so they shut off yeah. their phones right when they go yep. out to the wilderness and they don't even you know, they don't want to listen to music. You know, they just want to kick up their fire and, you know, poke, get their sticks in there, poke it around and look up at the stars. And that's awesome. But yep. it is, it, it's kind of interesting how, you know, you and I get all revved up by, you know, having a cell phone booster or whatever little digital <laughs> that we can, you know, to kind of yep. get the post of best of both worlds. Um, so. But yeah, I, it's, uh, I, I definitely rely on the technology, and I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, I know how to read a map, and I have I have maps, printed maps throughout my vehicle because I know that Google Maps is going to shit the bed, or you know whatever's going to happen, there's going to be you know some mm-hmm. cell cell phone signal that that drops out, and I. You know the Boy Scout model of be prepared uh, definitely resonates, and, and I'm, I'm yeah. ready for any any dropout in technology. Yeah, you know it's interesting that you said that about the about the subgroups and how you know the, you have the people that are working full time, but then they might they might accrue like three or four weeks of vacation time to go out for a long extended trip, or they may just go out on the weekends or whatever it may be. And, and uh, um, you know they they want to get away and they want to turn their technology off. And I had a guy message me. On on one of my YouTube videos because I was talking about technology and he's like don't you don't you think the goal of going out in nature is to completely turn that off and I was like well I can't though because I'm out here full time like it's a different mindset and I was in the same mindset as those folks 
when I when I was working in the city, when I came out here, man, I didn't want to have my phone on. I'd turn it off intentionally. And I'd be like, no, no one's going to be able to reach me. Period. But that's not that's not functional if you're doing it full time because you have to you have to figure out the best. At least I I have I've had to figure out like the best blend, and it's different for everybody. It's full time, and some people really check out and they they're just like, hey man, I'll talk to you when I talk to you, and that's it. Other people are very connected. I've got a friend um, in California. I think he's in Las Vegas. I think he's in Las Vegas right now at a convention. But it's interesting. He lives out of his uh, his Westphalia. He's got like a classic VW Westphalia camper van. Nice. And yeah. uh, he he's been on the road off and on for like a decade. But he is like super heavy into virtual reality, and he just wrote a book about it. But he lives in his vehicle full time, mm. and he travels all around. But wow. He has unlimited cell phone plan and all that stuff. And the dude is like super brilliant when it comes to that. And I'm, I'm actually going to get his book when it comes out. I think it's I think it's going to be for sale next week. And uh, so I'm interested in reading that because I want to learn like, okay, how 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 big is he into this? Because like virtual reality is something that's really come online as of late. It's not something that he would have learned 20 years ago. And then brought it out with him in his travels nowadays. It's like he learned that while he was on the road, and that's interesting to figure out. Like, okay, how did you make that work? Because I think I would think that you would want to be have a dedicated, like, super fast internet connection all the time to be able to 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 dive into that technology. Of course, I don't know it, so maybe that that's not what it takes. But that, that's what it seems to me. That's, that would be my perception when thinking of something of that nature. So it's like everybody has a different way of figuring out what's best for them. And, and you know, I I did it to where. My connect, my um, communications were either you know, cell phone, or if I was in the back country and I was away from cell service, you know, I had that that Garmin um, InReach Explorer uh, GPS that I can two-way text, which is that that's a really that's really a great feature, Cause, and it also has the search and rescue and map map features and all that stuff. So that's great, but it's like. You know, I have had times when I'm out there and I, it's like maybe I'll forget to charge it or if I'm on a backpacking trip, maybe I forgot to bring the cord and to, to charge it back up because I can do it through my BioLite stove and create that energy to charge back up the GPS. And there was one time I was out in the Cleveland Peaks Wilderness area and I forgot to bring that cord and myself, my my GPS went dead. And I was like, Thank, thanks, I know where I'm at because I was a dumbass. I didn't take any maps with me, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. like relying relying too much on technology out here can definitely be a double edged sword because it can get you in trouble. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, and I, I I I'm very curious to hear about your your friend that that's in the West Valley and does the virtual reality stuff. I think that's that's pretty fascinating. And I you, you know I I've gone back and forth with social media in general as far mm-hmm. as like you know, getting fed up with it and, and, you know, you've got various people and I, and I'm guilty of it myself. Like sometimes I'll get them up on my high horse and, you know, start preaching about how, you know, my politics or whatever is right and everything yeah. else is wrong. But I, I feel like I've kind of settled into a new place where um, it's pretty easy for me to disregard, ignore the, politics, the stuff that gets you all pissed off and what have mm-hmm. you. And it's actually become a really useful tool for me to, you know, as someone that's moving around all the time, um, I, I do rely on technology, right, to maintain friendships and make new relationships and, and new friendships. And I think you and I are, are a prime example of that. I mean, we met on the Facebook group, um, yeah, the, the, the truck camping one. Yep. Yeah, so Definitely. I, I've, um, I, I almost 
I, I wonder if your friend's virtual reality experience somewhat mirrors my own experience in leveraging social media where it's a weird thing where I, I have, I feel like, I mean, I have like a very strong online presence and I'm engaging people in a very real way on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think you could probably describe it as a virtual reality kind of experience. And yeah. for people like you and I, I, I think, well, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I know that, if, if I'm spending too much time by myself, if I'm going off, and I, I need a lot of time by myself, but if I go too far, um, that's not good for my, my own mental health. And yeah, so yeah. the social media stuff does really help connect me to other people and, and give me that sense of community. Um, it's just a very weird experience because it's, you know, like everybody trashes it, and myself included, but mm-hmm. the reality is is that I, I do get a lot of positive experiences out of it. And, yeah. and um, anyway, that's that's, that's my experience. I, I agree, and I, I feel as though after a while, you either you, – I feel, you know, this, this is me talking about myself. Like I'll either go over the deep end and get way engrossed with social media, or I'll be like, oh, that's cool, and I'll use it as like a marketing tool. Which is which is essentially what it is. I mean, you know, if you spend all your time on social media, I mean, it's kind of a waste. And I've definitely done. Yeah. That. I've, waste, I've wasted too much time being on social media. But you know, I think about all the different things that I've learned about when it comes to living like this, and um, the, the different uh, areas that I didn't even know existed. And people are like, you should go explore that area. It's, it's insane. And then and then you end up making friends with those people somewhat online. You have like a common bond. And I've got people that I've connected with that I talk with quite often on social media, but I've never actually met them in person. But it's like I value the information that they put out there because they've opened my eyes to places I didn't know existed, you know? And uh, Absolutely. And I, and I really think, I feel in my life, the reason why what gave me the nudge like to get out here and the reason why I started doing this was because I was connected with a group online of like a bunch of different adventurers, and they all did different stuff. Like it wasn't – it wasn't that they were all in the truck camp, and then some people were into hunting, some people were into camping, some people were into mountaineering, some people like to climb, you know, other people just hike, other people mountain bike. But it was like they were all getting out and doing stuff, and I was like, there's so much more shit out there that I thought existed, you know, and I need to go see it. And it, that's what that's what pushed me over the edge, and I finally, you know, when I put it out on Facebook, like, like I'm going out there, I kind of felt like committed because I put it out to the world, you know, like, I'm, I'm going truck camping full time. And I'm so glad that I had those people to influence and nudge me in that direction and open my eyes to all the new stuff. And that, that would have never happened. I, I doubt it would have happened had it not been for the exposure that social media gave me. So in that sense, I'm really thankful for that technology, you know, but then there's other things too, like the politics and stuff, of course, that wears on everybody. And I think what we're seeing is it's kind of a little bit of a shift. You know, people are like, man, come on, quit talking about that stuff online, you know, whereas before people would just go crazy. And this election cycle obviously is, you know, people are posting stuff, but I just start to, I just unfollow all those people. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I just don't want to hear it. I want my, I want like unicorn farts and, you know, happy go lucky (laughs) stuff all day long. That's all I want. I don't care. And I don't care if people want to make fun of me for that. That's what I want on my feet, period. And yeah, and, and, and what's nice too is, you know, living like this. We meet people that are doing the same thing online, and you connect with them. And it's like you end up starting to get those people. Like you're, 
since you're talking about the same stuff, I guess the algorithms they build, you kind of get that same stuff in your feed, and all those other people get cycled out, and you don't see it anymore. And I'm thankful for that too, because it's like I don't want to get inundated with political stuff. I don't, I don't really care. Like in the grand scheme of things, of course it's important, but I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it every day, you know. And I, I don't think a lot of people do. I think 90 percent, 99% of people don't want to hear that. So it's like I think finding that good balance, and also kind of like your tribe or your crew. And then just just honing in on that, it's like it can be a real positive experience, and it can open your open you up to stuff that you just didn't know know was out there. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so I'm not like as long as we're we're talking about the the, the kind of the, the computer technology stuff, like let's let's try to rhyme this out. So obviously, social media is um, is something that it, it sounds like we both agree that it's a positive experience and whether you're getting into Facebook groups or um, uh, other other kind of uh, uh, group um, yeah, like social Instagram media avenues like yeah yeah like there's 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 that stuff um, what other apps are you so you you it, it, you've got your you've got an independent gizmo for um, for maps, and that's your Garmin uh-huh. InReach, which allows yeah. you to have maps and as well as text. Yep. Um, what other? What other, do you use? Any other navigation apps um, that that you find helpful in this arena? Uh, you know, for finding campsites in a new area that I'm not familiar with, I do go to FreeCampsites.net, that website, uh-huh. and I, and I believe they have an app too. I I've not looked at it though because I just go on the website and, and look that up, and between that and the GPS, like the GPS really handles like the off-grid stuff that I when I get real deep and I can say, okay, where am I going? Do I have hiking trails and all those things? And then I'll, I'll also just old school it and get actual maps because I I will go mm-hmm. and get like the the wilderness area maps or the national you know national monument maps or whatever like the legit ones that you pay like twelve bucks for that have that coating on it so that even if you dump water yeah. on it they won't you know. And I love those maps. Yep. Actually, behind my behind. Like in the, so I've got the double cab to come in. In the back seat there, on the the one that folds down where Sierra sleeps, that has a bunch of cooking stuff behind there, like spices and everything. But then the other one, the other one that folds down, you fold that down, and it's it's chock full of maps. Like that's all I have in there, and it's maps and trail books and uh, different things because I, I still think there's value in those hard copy things, especially when maybe you, you know, don't have access to power and all your devices run out or whatever, and then you're just dead in the water if you rely 100% on that. So those are like kind of my backups. And then plus two, when I get to a campsite and I'm just chilling, I love to bust those things out and just look at stuff. It's just kind of a, I don't know, it's, I enjoy it. And so, yeah, yeah. I've got that. I've actually, I've got my own, my own set of uh, trail maps in exactly the same location that you've got. That's that's pretty cool. That's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. I, I've got I've probably got like thirty of them, you know, for different areas of the country and yeah. um, different national parks. And dude, I um, use those all the time. I mean, I I've had, oh, I've had, all I've the had time. some of yeah. those for like literally probably a decade, and I still use them to this day. So well, just to round up, yeah, I mean that's that's old school technology, and I, I mm-hmm. so. The the Garmin stuff, I think that that's a that's got to be a hugely useful tool, and I use the free campsites dot net as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I so it's it's interesting. So just to finish the conversation about um, Google Maps, another feature that I like about that is so let's say 
um, let's say I'm in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm coming out to Gunnison, and let's just like I know that route off the top of my head. I don't need a map to tell me how to do that. But let's just say that you're 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 not like me, and and you need to navigate that. One of the cool features that's in Google Maps is you you go ahead and you log in your main route, but then there is a feature that says um, that I want to stop along the way, and you look so if it's coffee or if it's a Walmart, or if it's any other thing that you want to, you don't want to exit out of the main route, but you just want to add on a small little segment, Google Maps allows you to do that. And I find that a really, really helpful feature. Yeah. So definitely. And it's it's especially when I'm doing my longer hauls, you know, if I'm coming from East Coast to West Coast, Uh um, and I want to stop for gas, or I want to stop for coffee, or I want to stop at a Walmart. Um, that is such a useful feature um, to help me do that. So wow. that that kind of rounds out my discussion on Google Maps. And that the, is so the well other loved. map, oh, it really and they they keep on getting better and better at it. And there's wow, there's I bugs in it that I don't, yeah, that I don't really like. But and I'll I'm actually so I, I'm going to independently write up a post about how I use Google Maps because I I, cool. I really am like a super user on that. And mm-hmm. um, I think I might be able to help people out. But the other, the other map um, app that I'm trying to use more. Um, oh, and, and then on the Google maps feature, um, just, yeah, one last point on it. What's really interesting is that you can, you can put in a GPS coordinate. So let's say you're in the back country of Colorado mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find you. And you text message me the GPS coordinates for where you are. I can put that into Google Maps, and let's say that that location is totally off the grid, no cell service. Uh-huh. If I put that GPS coordinate into Google, and I start out in a place where I have cell signal, Google Maps will allow me. It allows me to. It, it, it leads me to get to your place, even though it doesn't have a cell signal anymore. Wow. And that's because it uses the same technology as your Garmin and Reach, where it's, it's grabbing uh, GPS information off of towers mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm a Verizon customer. So although a tower doesn't let me actually use it to transfer data, mm-hmm. it does allow – it does – transmit the GPS location, and my iPhone also captures a satellite signal that... Yeah, um, that, yeah positioning, it, yep. Right, and so even though I don't have a cell signal in that final, let's say, 10, 15 miles as I'm trying to get to you, Google Maps does know where I am, and it's already cached the map lo- the, the map the map uh, data. Wow. So it leads me right to where I need to go. Um, and it, the, the GPS coordinates is a really, really useful, useful feature on that. So again, I'm going to, I'm going to try to fantastic. use um, or write that up. Yeah, it really, really is good. But the other, the other map uh, app that I use, I've been trying to use it, but it's, I, I think it's better for a hiker than it is for an off-roader like uh, like you or an overlander like you and I 
But mm-hmm. I, I have been trying. I've subscribed to Gaia GPS. Yeah, I've heard um, lots of good things about that one. It, it's good because you have all these different map layers. Like it, you if you get the premium service, which I've got, you have access to the National Geographic maps. You know, the, probably the ones like I've got ten of them behind my seat right now, the printed versions. But mm-hmm. all that information is actually accessible at a certain membership level on um, the Gaia GPS map service, and um, I. It, it's huge, but I, I also find it pretty buggy. Again, uh, using it, I, I think it's I think it's good for those that do hiking and aren't traversing 200 miles in a day. Yeah. Um, because when you do that, then I, I don't know. I just haven't been able to get it to perform reliably for me. But uh, that said, I, I do get some use out of it. So those are cool. two Google Maps. And Gaia GPS are the two um, mapping apps that I heavily rely on. Cool. You know, I want to talk about two two app or two website two websites that came online in the last year that are very that I think are phenomenal for for public lands. Both the National mm-hmm. Forest, like the National Forest Service, um, and uh, for all the, for all the public lands that the National Forest or that the Forest Service manages, and then all of the public lands of the BLM. Uh, manages. They just created interactive websites to where you can go to all of them and, dude, you can dial in. You can put all these different layers on there. You can say, hey, I, would, I just want to find, like, the old fire towers because I want to go rent one for a night and go stay in it and hike to it and go do one of those fire lookout towers because they rent those out now. You can find those on there. You can do stuff for backpacking, equestrian, 4x4, you name it. I mean, it doesn't. it's whatever whatever activity that is available on public lands. You can drill down to those areas. Now, you do have to have, obviously, an Internet connection to do it. It's not a GPS capability. But you can go in there and you can create your own maps, and you can download them as PDFs and then, you know, drop them into your phone. And I don't think it geolocates on, like, you know how you can drop in some PDFs and then you're, you can track yourself on it as you go? It doesn't have that capability, mm-hmm. I don't think, yet. But I am really, really, really impressed with the detail of it and the, and the amount of information like if there's some something in the area where you're looking at, and say it's a trailhead or it's a cabin or it's whatever, you click on it, and not only does it tell you like what it is, it tells you the whole history behind it too. Like the, the, those old uh, Forest Service cabins that are like from the early 1900s that are all throughout Colorado, especially like down in the San Juans and then over by like Penitente Canyon and some of those places. It's so cool because it gives you the entire backstory of those. And so if you're a history buff, and I love history, I think that stuff's fascinating. And I've only I've only dived into that information a little bit. I know it's extremely robust, and the Forest Service told it told me they're like it took us two years to program that. And I'm like, why don't you guys market this? Because this is such a phenomenal tool for people to use. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll put those website links down in the description of the podcast. So like if people are listening to the episode, they can get onto the details and click on those different ones. There's one for the Bureau of Land Management and one for the Forest Service, and they are badass maps. And it's like yeah, it's like I, really good stuff. You you brought those to my attention, I think, in the last year, and I've I've used them on a number of different occasions, and mm-hmm. it's it's a huge resource, huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge resource, especially as you're planning out various trips and what have you, like you say, to be able to download maps and get the history. Yeah, um, and, and just good, research good areas, you know, like just yeah. a research an area. Like I, I think the Forest Service one's good, but I just got on the BLM one within the past like two weeks, and I just discovered that they had one. I didn't even know they had it. And the BLM one is like 
light years ahead of the Forest Service one. And so I, I gotta wow. give major I gotta give major props to whoever took on that initi- initiative because like I was looking at the stuff over in Rabbit Valley and McGinnis McGinnis National Conservation Area, that canyon area that I like over on the Western Slope, and I was like, holy yep. shit! I was like, the areas that I because I want to go explore um, Knowles Canyon and Mee Canyon, and Knowles Canyon is considered the most one of the most remote canyons in Colorado to get to. But I but through this thing, like I thought. I thought it was like a 15-mile backpack in just to get to the canyon, but I found out a way to get in there to where I'm within two miles now of the canyon. So I don't have to go wow. that 13 extra. I can four-wheel up there, and it's like, okay, this road's open from this time to this time, but then the weather sucks here, but so you can take this one. And I'm like, this is going to make it so much easier to get back into these areas that are much more remote, whereas I thought it was just this monumental effort, and I haven't gone yet because I'm like, well, you know, I'd have to plan – quite extensively for a 15 mile backpack just to get to the place that I want to go backpacking to, <laughs> you know, I mean, like I was, yeah. looking at a, I was looking at a 38 mile backpack and round trip. And now I can cut that down to like 17 or I can cut it down even lower than that. I think it's like 12. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't checked out the BLM one. Um, but now that you mentioned it, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to check that out. That's awesome, man. That's really, really yeah. cool. On that, on my actually on my website, I did that blog post, and one of the links for I put an interactive link map in there. So if, if people are interested, go to ColoradoBackcountryAdventures.com, the longest URL on the planet, and um, go into the, into the <laughs> blog, <laughs> go into the blog, and, it, and I have this area, this uh, section that I put on there that talks about the places I like to camp this time of year in Canyon Country, you know, like in the Western Slope and Southeast Utah and Northern New Mexico, and the first part of it there. I think, you know, I, I put up the leave no trace, like the seven principles of leave no trace. So scroll down through that. And then at the, at, when you first, the first section is Colorado, and I talked about the Western Slope. And I believe the first one that I put in there was McGinnis Canyon uh, National Conservation Area. And at the, at the end of that first paragraph, it says, you know, click here for the BLM interactive map. And like, if you click on that, you'll, you'll, you'll see immediately, you're like, holy shit, like this is phenomenal. And you can drill down real, real close into these areas, and it, it, it gets, it's so detailed, and it's all GPS, like coordinate detailed and all that stuff. And they did a phenomenal job. So that's that's an excellent resource, I think, for anybody that's looking for uh, that wants to get information on areas and say they don't know anybody in those areas or doesn't know anybody that that has gone there that has extensive knowledge that can that can share the details with them. Go on those sites, and you'll get it. Like the information. Very there. cool. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out myself. Um, yeah, that, that's awesome. And then maybe some years um, real quick talking about like maybe like a you know how how we can work in the backcountry because like I use a laptop, you know, so I, I've got the MacBook Pro, which I think is you know a great great machine, and then I've got my cell phone, which I I upgraded. We've been talking about this, the unlimited cell phone uh, data and the data plan with AT and T, and Verizon has it as well. And I think T-Mobile has it. They, they're all doing it now. My plan is the first month it's 85 bucks, but then each month after that it's like 75 bucks because they give you a discount if you put it on auto pay. And I have 22 gigs of data on my phone that is dedicated just to the phone at really high speed. And then after that, they say they throttle it down, but I haven't noticed any any throttling down because I, I went over that my first month because I was just on the phone a bunch. and I wanted to see if it would actually throttle down. It never throttled down. So they said that as long as it's not during peak times, it'll stay or peak usage and the network isn't overloaded, that it'll stay high like that and, and keep on cranking. And it, it's really fast. But then what's nice about it is, is they have a separate 
channel or whatever, a separate allocation for data just for your wireless hotspot. So I can get on my computer and I've been uploading YouTube videos from camp. I'll upload our podcast, you know, I upload our podcast from camp wherever I'm at. And what I'll, what I'll typically do is if I'm driving somewhere and I know I have cell reception the entire way, I'll just turn on my wireless hotspot, turn on my computer, hit upload and drive. And then I, that way things upload while I'm on the road and I don't have to worry about it. And I don't just sit there at camp. But I'm, I'm shocked. I did like a, a 1.5 gig video for YouTube and I uploaded it in 22 minutes from camp, which that's pretty dang fast. And yeah. I'm, very, I'm very impressed with that because I, I was rolling around with like, I think I was like at a 6 gig uh, data plan, and I just ran out of that real quick because my when I get on um, you know my computer, if you go on any website nowadays, it's like these videos start automatically, and I'm sure there's a way to shut that off within Safari. I'm just kind of an idiot, and I haven't researched that yet on how to do it. But like the, the, all of these videos are start up. So if I went to ESPN.com and I was looking at you know um, the recap of the Kansas State football game or what or the Chiefs or whatever, all these videos would pop up, and it's like my data would be gone immediately, and then. Um, same with like podcast, I I log online and my iTunes on my on my computer would just start downloading all these different podcasts. Well, you know some of those can be 100 meg. Well, if you have 10 of those, well, there's a gig right there, and that's one session when you get online. So I was jamming through that data. So I'm I'm glad they separated those two out. They have a plan now which separates the two, which is really nice because before it was all lumped into one. And like I said, those wireless hotspots when you create them, it just eats up your data. So very pleased with yeah, the, I, the new flexibility. With I, that. Well, yeah, and you've sold me on it because I, I'm, I'm right now. I, so I, I've got with Verizon, and like you said, Verizon does have an unlimited plan. Um, I'm on a five gig plan right now, but for all those reasons you just laid out, um, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a couple things on the financial front to because I whatever it doesn't matter but anyway you sold me on it and mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll be joining it soon enough on on that unlimited stuff and verizon doesn't have exactly the same thing that you're you're laying out but it's got all the similar stuff so um mm-hmm. i think that those are are both um independent phone usage but then also being able to tether it and um yeah, be able to use it as a hotspot. Those those are critical tools. Yeah, uh, and resources when you're out there. And I think I mean people say, well, eighty five bucks, you know, that's quite a step up from the thirty five dollar plan I had. Well, yeah, it is. But I but I was spending a hundred bucks. Was it a hundred or I mean, yeah, it was like a hundred bucks a month on office space in BV. And, and then I think too, okay, what what did it cost for gas to drive into town and drive back to my camp location? And how much more chill would I be if I could just be at camp the whole time and then just go into town when I wanted to as opposed to when I felt like I needed to to get work done? And so in my mind, it makes this more of an enjoyable experience because I don't have to be like, well, shit, i got to run into town today and i got to pack up my whole camp. It's like if I want to set up for like three or four days at a time and just do things I can. Like when I went out to Rabbit Valley and hung out with my friends uh, last month before I came back to Kansas here, it was great, man. I set up in the same spot. I was there for five days. I was like, I planned all my food, so I had enough supplies. Um, I didn't have any beer with me, so they brought me out a six-pack, which was great, so that I could hang with everybody. Because we were, I mean, when I get that together with that group, we kind of like to have a few drinks around the campfire and stay up late and talk and stuff. And it was nice because, like, I got out there a couple of days prior to them showing up, so I got a ton of work done on my computer. I recorded a podcast with Marion, you know, the my friend who uh, she's a truck camper. Yeah. She's going. She's going out full time. I think she. I think she's in the final year countdown. 
and then she's heading out full time. She's got that badass uh, adventure trailer that looks like an old VW bus, and they put a three-inch yep. lift. They put a three-inch lift on it, so it's it, it's in in alignment with her Tacoma, which has a little bit of a lift on it as well. And so she'll be able to get back to to you know more more uh, uh, remote locations. And it's like you know I was there. I, I uploaded two videos to YouTube, uploaded three podcasts, did a bunch of updates to my website. And got some work done. I, you know, all my all my emails and all that stuff. Submitted my hours to the Forest Service for my volunteer efforts for this last year, and I never had to leave camp. You know, that those are so, that's such a you brought up so many good points there, and I, I, um, I can't tell you how many times I'll have worked hard to find a great spot, camp spot. I'll put in the effort to make it a really, really comfortable place with laying out all my gear and positioning my truck in exactly the right place and yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, I, I realize that, oh, I, 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 I need to have access to more bandwidth and I need mm-hmm. access to more memory and whatnot. And then I'll have to, I'll be anxious or like I won't be able to move forward on a certain project or what have you. And then I'll have to break down camp. And yeah. go into um, into you know a more civilized area, a coffee shop, whatever. And I mean, it sounds petty, but it, it's, it's a bit true when you're when you're living this way, and you put forth all that effort to get like the best campsite with the best layout and what have you, and then you're like, fuck, I can't do what I want to do. Like that, yep. that's fucking really, really annoying. And it totally is. So having that plan that you're describing. And when you're looking at the difference of like every two days having to run into town versus being able to stay out five whatever days, like mm-hmm. that's a huge difference. Like the yeah. mindset, the all the return that you can get by being able to stay in one location and get your work done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's there's there's no comparison as to like fifty bucks a month versus seventy bucks a month. Yeah, like. I'm I'm going that way where I want the unlimited access, and then you add on top of that the little wee boost gizmo that you've got oh, to boost your cell signal, man. Yeah. I mean, I I'm you're you're leading the way for me. Yeah, that thing's awesome. I, I was really happy when they when they hit me up. It was just out of the blue. They're like, hey, you know, we noticed you go to these areas. You talked about they. I guess they checked out my YouTube channel and. And they're like, hey, we, you know, we noticed that you go to these areas, and, and you talk about your how you can communicate with your GPS. Like, would you be interested in trying a, a booster for your truck? And I was like, sure. And I had no idea really what they were talking about because I had never looked into a cell phone booster. And some people had told me like, ah, there's companies out there, and they're kind of a joke, doesn't work. I've had the best luck with this one, and everybody seems to say that that we it's, and it's Wilson Electronics and it's Boost, so mm-hmm. that's that, that's the we to it. And um, they they figured out the technology to where like when I was at the off grid cabin last winter, I would go back up there and never get reception. And, there, and like, there was one spot, like if I, you know, if I, if I sit on my leg and touch my nose, you know, with my pinky finger <laughs> and, and held the sun in a certain spot and the sun was in the right place, like I would get like a text message every once in a while. That's it. I could go right. there and I could, I could take my truck and I could pull it up to the front where the, where the door is, turn on my booster put my cell phone in the window of the cabin and turn on the wireless hotspot and work on my computer inside the cabin. And I was like, you know, 
I, I know I know that people want to say like, oh, when you're out there, you shouldn't have connectivity. Well, do it do it for fucking four months straight and see how you feel. I mean, you get you get to the point you're like, all right, I, I'm kind of disconnected from everybody and I'm going crazy. Like you, you just need to have a little bit more connectivity than that. There's there's very few people that can be hermits 100. percent And I don't think we're programmed like that as people. And so just using that technology to get things done. And then, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a 12 mile drive into town. That's 24 miles round trip. What if I had to, what if I had to upload stuff every day or what if I had to get on check stuff every day? That's a lot of mileage just to get connectivity. Whereas if I had the cell phone booster from the get go, I wouldn't have had to make those trips. And you got to think like that's money, you know, my truck doesn't get the best gas mileage as it used to because of all the add-ons I put on different weight and the, the biggest, you know, the, the suspension lift and the tires and everything. You know, my my mileage has gone down. I would say I probably get around 14 to 15 miles a gallon, which are horrible, but it's certainly not, you know, certainly not 25, 30 miles a gallon. That's a that's a game changer. And so, you know, when when you look at those things and and you're budget conscious and also too, you, you want to be, you know. Uh, when I'm back here, I don't want to spend all my time driving around to, to get connectivity. You know, I want to set up yeah. in one spot. I want to experience it. I want to decompress and driving into town every day and then being exposed. You know, you got to think about the human element too. You go into town, who knows who you're going to run into? Who knows what story they're going to tell you about this, that, or one thing or the other? It seems like that would, <laughs> you know what I mean. And you're just like, I don't fucking yeah, know. I know exactly what you're being. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's That's like I, I, I want to I want to choose when I get to be exposed to that or if I have to be exposed to it. I don't want to be exposed to it because I don't have the connectivity. And that's the reason why I'm there. Like, if I'm if I go into town for a specific reason to see someone in particular, like I have that mindset, like, hey, I'm here to interact with people. But if I don't want to interact with people, I don't want to have to drive into town and then be exposed to it and then get sucked into that bullshit. So, you know, well, give us some like give give like what's the commercial then? Like, here I'm I'm giving you an opportunity to to earn your WeBoost money. Like, so (laughs) yeah, so I'm I'm in you know, so I'm in a Tacoma, but then I also have. I have the ranch situation. So, mm-hmm. what what are the options that WeBoost offers? Because I have I have actually I've been one of those guys that have looked into how do I amp up my cell signal, and mm-hmm. I haven't been con- the only thing that's convinced me that this is the way to go is actually watching you with successfully getting signal and being able to upload and download stuff where I've been like, holy shit, like I, you know, I'm back here in the Stone Ages. So mm-hmm. WeBoost does seem to to work. So yep. what are the options and um, how do I choose? Yeah, it, there, there's, a, there's a bunch. I mean, they have everything from a booster for your car that starts at $200 all the way up to boosters that do 5,000 square foot homes, you know, off-grid locations. And all you need to do uh-huh. is have it has have just like a fraction of a trace of a signal within the area. Like if 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 there's any any activity to the air whatsoever for just even a fraction of a trace of a signal, it can boost it up to 32 times. And so what I found is, it's like at the cabin, you know, like I was just saying, if if I, if I stood in the right spot and the, all the stars aligned, I would get one text message, and that was like maybe once every five days. So I was like, okay, there's some there's some signal floating around here somewhere. I have no idea where that's at, but uh, it's here. And if I can boost that signal and make it to where I can actually get connectivity, then I can make that wireless hotspot and, and do things and make calls and all that stuff. So I wouldn't have to go, you know, um, a half mile down the road to make a phone call. 
And the cell phone booster in my truck does that. And the, the cell phone booster in my truck, if, if you were put on a scale, it's, it's a relatively low, lower powered one compared to like uh, like like Baron and Elsa. You know, they they have one for their scamp, and that's a, and they have a directional antenna on that. My antenna is uh, an omnidirectional. It, it, it goes in every direction and just tries to find um, a cell phone signal to amp up. Theirs actually is a, is a is a on a on a pole, and this is the one that we'll, we get for the cabin. It's on a pole that you you ratchet up, and then you point it towards the nearest cell phone tower. And there's a there's an app you can get on your phone that will tell you where the the nearest cell phone tower is, even if you're 100 percent off grid and you're not getting any cell service. Somehow it can tell where this where this uh, cell tower is. So you point it in that direction, and literally you flip it on, and all of a sudden you're you got you're good to go. Like you're your uh, 4G will go all the way up. You'll usually get into the LTE category, like two or three bars of LTE. Like, for example, here, you know, I told you when we were testing out this app that we're using to re- record this phone call. It's a, that, the Tape-A-Call app. Um, you know, you're like, hey, you're kind of breaking up on me. I'm like, oh, let me let me plug in my, my cell booster. And now I went from, like, one to two bars of 4G to, like, three bars of LTE. And nice. the, the booster that I have, so the difference that they have, the, the basic one is called the drive sleek. And that one is just to boost one device in your vehicle. And what it, what it is, is you'll have a antenna that you have on top of your car. Mine's like, it's like three inches long. It's really inconspicuous. It doesn't look like much. It's just a black little antenna. And it's got a really That's good. What she said. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> oh man, but, that, that, like I, I could hear the groans from the audience right now. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Craig. Anyway, but yeah, 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 yeah. I'm but uh, twelve years old. I'm twelve yeah. years old. But uh, but so, so their basic one is is uh, it looks just like the one that I have. I have the, what's called the Drive 4GX. Um, but there's the, the the basic one is the Drive Sleek, and that that boosts one device in your vehicle. And, so, so you'll have this antenna on the top of your car, and then there's a, a like a kind of like a CPU like little um, power you know um, deal. It's like eight inches by four inches by like an inch thick, and I have that underneath my seat, my driver's side seat, and that's like the the power unit for it. So it get, it gets the signal from the omnidirectional antenna that I have on top of my truck, goes to that power device, and then I have a little tiny antenna that just looks like a uh, just like a little black. A rectangle box. It's like maybe two inches by a quarter of an inch thick by an inch wide. And I have that on uh, Velcro on my dash. And what that does is that's the antenna to create the wireless boost within my truck. Because it's not, you know, it's, I would say it probably does a five-foot radius around there of boosting. So what I can do with mine, and, and this is the same with the sleek, I can get my vehicle, flip that thing on, and with inside my truck, I've got great cell reception. If I get outside the truck, mm. it starts to wane, and the further I get away from the, the antenna inside my truck, if I get like 10 feet away from my truck, it doesn't work because it's not powerful. The antenna yeah. that I have inside my truck doesn't boost enough to make that, that area. But like the ones for the cabins, you can get ones that boost up to a 5,000-square-foot area. So it, it's really flexible. I mean, it goes to anywhere from like 200 bucks for the sleek to $500 for the one that I have. Actually, mine's 449 and the only difference between mine and the, that entry level, the drive sleek, is that mine can boost four devices. So if I'm in the vehicle, you know, it'll it'll work on my phone, it'll work on your phone, it'll work on a tablet, and one other device. You know, all and this time. is the, and it's a one-time cost, right? Like yeah. there's no monthly. So you right. you pay for the gizmo, and, and then that's it. You don't have to like do any monthly whatever. 
Right, that's correct. Yeah, and, and I'll, okay. I'll, include, and I'll include a link as well. So we'll have those two links for the, the two, the BLM site, and then also the Forest Service site, and then I'll include the link for the, the WeBoost site as well. Um, and and so, yeah, you buy it once, you're good to go. It works on every single phone, so it's not specific just to, like, AT&T or Verizon or just a major carrier. It works on all of them, so you don't have to worry about it. Nice. And what, and, and what I found is, is actually your data goes faster when you put that on. For some reason, it ramps up data, and everybody has said that on the reviews. They're like, "Man, my data is faster when I have when I turn on my my booster," and I've noticed that as well. So there's something within the technology, and I haven't checked with WeBoost to ask them, you know, why that's the case. But I've noticed it as well. Um, if I'm in an area that say that I want to do an upload quicker than normal, um, even if I'm in a good cell area, I'll turn on my booster, and I'll notice my upload times get get faster when I am uploading videos or podcasts. Wow. Yeah. Well, probably because there's no, you're not competing with other people for the bandwidth, right? So, like, once you get, um, anyway, I, I, that's that's my theory. But we yeah, I, I mean, from, I don't know. I'm sure they, it's probably something yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah. Really, I'm well, impressed. That, I, I mean, I'm I'm really really interested in that product, and um, I, I know it would help me out a lot um, in all sorts of different ways. I mean, so coupled with an unlimited plan. Um, I, I mean, that, I could just see that as a game changer with, you know, everything that we were talking about before where you find the primo campsite, but then you want to get certain things done, but you don't have the cell signal to do it. And you're like, fuck, well, what am I going to do now? But with an unlimited plan, I don't know, WeBoost system, yeah. you're good to go. I mean, as yeah. long as you've got everything else, the food, the water, and, and whatever else you're um, – you know, you want to be consuming. Um, I, I really could see that that yeah. changing changing life out out there in the backcountry. Yeah, and um, I even noticed, I even noticed it works well in the mountains. Like you don't have to be in an open area; you can be in a tight canyon, and I found that it works. Yeah, like for example, um, in Slide Lake, you know that whole trail. I, I would only get cell reception in two different spots on that trail. Like it's a it's a it's a three mile trail, and it takes forty five minutes to do those three miles. It's so gnarly with the four wheeling. And you get back in there, and you're right at the wilderness boundary. Well, uh, when I when I I tested this out this year, when I after the snow melt, after the snow melt, and I was out of the cabin, and I thought, well, I'm going to go run Slide Lake, and I'm just going to turn the booster on and see if I have service. I had three bars of LTE the entire way, and that's that. And people are like, holy shit, you can get service up there? I'm like, yeah, I was, I was getting through my booster. I found that on like the Champion Mill Trail. I got ten miles past where I ran out of cell phone service, and I was still getting service up there. Ten miles deep. Wow. I was floored. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, they got this really dialed in. I guess other companies, people say that other companies don't seem to work as well, but Wilson Electronics, they figured it out. And it, I'd, I'd recommend it. For, what, what I like about it is that so there's two things I like about it. Number one, it, you know, the, the, the boosting technology is great. I can get work done from camp. I don't have to worry about that. But I can, I can get back past. That boundary, you know, we all know where that boundary is where cell phone service cuts out, and that's kind of like where the crowds end, you know, because everybody goes yeah. where that where that boundary is. Like they want to get like right to the edge and back. I can still get cell service right there if I set up in this one spot. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go two miles deep. I'll, I'll just I'll see you later, and I, I just keep going, and I can and I can get away from the crowds, and that's that's what I want, you know. I've I've decked out my truck, and you have too, to be able to get to wherever we want to go. And it's nice to have that connectivity back in there and still think, okay, if I need to get work done, I can do it, and I can still be away from the crowds. And that's, that's, a, that's, that's a huge game changer. 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've, like I said, you've, you've, you've definitely sold me on, yeah. on, I'll, I'll on get, that technology. Yeah, I need to get in touch with Elena from um, from WeBoost, and I'll see if I can get you one for your vehicle and also one for the cabin and complimentary, and we can do another review on it. Because, nice. um, yeah, I, I meant to call her. I, I had space, and I need to do that. I'll do that today when we get off the phone. I'll give her a buzz yeah. and apologize for that. Because I had that one for the cabin, and I told FedEx and Slide it. So it's, uh, I was like, hey, just I'll be coming back through. Like, I think I told them I was like, I'll be coming back through the first part of October. You know, just if you could keep it. And they're like, yeah, okay. And then they sent it back like two days prior because it, it stayed there for four weeks. But I told them, I was like, hey, I'll be back through. But I, you know, because they, they wouldn't, like BV is so weird. Uh, they wouldn't deliver it to my office on Main Street because um, I don't I don't know. The post office had something to do with it. And, you know, it's a rural post office out there and it's hard to get your mail. And even though it's on Main Street, like the post office in BV doesn't deliver mail. You have to go to the post office to get it. And I was like, well. Um, I can go. I can work around that through FedEx or, or I think it was, actually it was UPS, and UPS wouldn't deliver it. So I apologize, but but I um, yeah no no I, it's all good. Yeah, I can get another one though, and I think at, at that cabin up there, especially with that huge huge tower that you have in the back, you know, I don't even think you have to put it up there. I think you can put it on the deck and you'd be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've got I've got a. I usually get one bar of LTE. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not on that side of the house, so I'm I'm sure, yeah. I mean, from everything you're describing, it sounds like it'd be, it'd be a a really really good uh, a good solution. Yeah. Um, so what I mean, we so I, I think we we probably have like a bunch of podcasts that we could even subsection out technology because I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm familiar with your rig. You know, you've got that shower gizmo on yours. Um, yep. and you've got some other stuff, but let's, I, my, my thought is like, let's just stick to the like computer electronic stuff for this podcast and then okay. we can get into gear and whatnot, um, on another one. Yeah. So, um, I, I'll, I'm going to switch gears a little bit myself and, and, um, I, I want to talk about some more apps that I use while I'm on the road. One yeah. being, um, I, and maybe, maybe we don't even need to get into specific apps, but, Obviously, you and I are into podcasts, and so mm-hmm. when when we talk about technology, um, podcasts are really they they're um, essential for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I love them, I learn from them, I get entertainment from them, and um, the the app that I use is called Downcast. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people a lot of people use the native iPhone or iTunes, whatever podcast or whatnot. But I, I just, podcasts are so important to me. And I, you know, the, the ones that I subscribe to um, on a regular basis and listen to, like outside of news, um, which, you know, whatever. Um, but I, you know, so Tim Ferriss, um, his podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Sam Harris's. Yeah, I think he gives a really, really balanced um, discussion to a number of different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I am into like a, a lot of like the Buddhist uh, meditation kind of stuff. So Tara Brock has a, a really good podcast that I enjoy listening to. I, I would love um, to check that out. That, that sounds interesting. I, yeah. I'm looking for new content, you know. 
I, I would highly, highly recommend her. I'm trying to think about what what other ones outside. <laughs> but do you, you know what's funny? Is like, you remember like a year and a half ago, you're like, dude, I love podcasts. I'm like, I just listen to music. I don't listen to that podcast. Oh, man. man. You're like, why not? And I was like, oh, I just listen to That was to so funny because I, I just remember, I'm like, because I, you know, we were getting to know each other. And, like, I knew, like, you were someone that enjoyed learning about, like, all sorts of esoteric subjects and whatnot. And I'm you know, I, I'm just trying to open up newcomers. I'm like, oh, do you listen to this? Do you listen to that? And you're like, oh, I just, you know, I want to listen to Led Zeppelin and Drive By Suckers. And, you know, I don't, I don't need any more. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need to listen to that stuff. And so, close-minded yeah, galleon over here, you know. Uh, yeah. And, the, and now, and now I, we're well, doing a podcast. <laughs> I know. Welcome, welcome to the dark side, galleon. Uh, yeah, exactly. Glad to have you on board. <laughs> uh, but actually, like, if I just go, I'm gonna switch over to my my uh, my app right now and just kind of run down them. Um, yeah, so I'll, so deviate with Rolf Potts. That's you, you and I. Yeah, you and I really really enjoy it, and we maybe we can just kind of like give uh, in the notes, the show notes. Yeah, we could list out what what we do. But so deviate with Rolf. Um, Rolf Potts is another one. Oh, Monday morning podcast. Oh, that's cool. You know, Bill Burr can't, oh, can't, yeah, go, can't go wrong the with world, that one. The world's biggest smartass. I love how he makes it. He's an equal opportunity offender. He just, he, he, he like literally makes fun of everybody. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's got my sense of humor dialed in. Yeah. Um, and then and then to round out um, a couple of the other ones that I, uh, Radio Lab is yeah, another one that I really, that's really enjoy. Content. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. So what? Uh, yeah, like I, I know we listen to a lot of the similar ones. What what other podcasts do you listen to? Well, I'm a huge history buff, so I really love Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. That that one for yeah. me is phenomenal because the the one I would say I've got two favorite episodes from him, and there's actually there's five episodes in one of them, in one of the series, and one of them is just one one episode itself. But Apache Tears, holy shit! If you listen yeah. to that, that's that is. A, it's just a, it's just phenomenal. The, it's the history of the Apache Indians and then up until the point to where Geronimo passed away, and mm. uh, you know about how they they just basically kicked the shit out of Mexicans. They kicked the shit out of the United States Army. Um, they they beat everybody because they were such badass warriors and they're a raiding a raiding um, a raiding culture. But then it after a while, you know, they got. You know, it's a trail of tears, and then, then the, them getting on the Indian reservations and all that stuff, and how it just decimated their society. And about how this girl Eve Ball, uh, that was this professor or history teacher from the East Coast, and she ended up retiring in a town in New Mexico. And all of these people that were from the Apache tribe that were there when Geronimo was leading the last ride of the free Apaches. They were there riding with him. They were, they were living on this tribe and she'd see him every day at like the grocery store and the convenience mart. And she ended up recording their history. It took her like four years to get in with this, with these people until they trust her. And she recorded it legit. Like there's some other, there's, there's some other, uh, books and stuff out there that are like, you know, Geronimo's last story and it's total shit. It's not, it's not even historically accurate. It's just somebody trying to capitalize on it. I'm the same as Geronimo. This gal literally sat down and talked with like Doc Lukey and all these amazing um, leaders in the tribe that that remember of living the old way, you know, and living up in the mountains and the Black Hills and all that, or or, or the the mountains of New Mexico and and all of their uh, 
um, traditions and everything. So that's a phenomenal one. And then also the other one is uh, the Wrath of the Khans about Genghis Khan. Holy shit. Mm. If you, if you want to hear about a dude who literally, I think that Genghis Khan was by far the, at the top of all the conquerors. I mean, ruthless. And, and the way that they came in and just whooped the shit out of Rome on a regular basis, like the first, the first time that, they had, that, that the Mongols ever showed up in Europe, the Europeans just got schooled by them. I mean, and, and, and they got their asses kicked. Like, like the Germanic tribes got just wiped out. And like R- Rome was like shaking in their boots. Ends up it was a raiding party of the Mongols. It wasn't even the real – there wasn't the whole force. It was a raiding party. And, and they came in and beat the shit out of everybody. And then they, they left because Genghis Khan called them back to go to this council thing. And it's just like, you know, you, you hear about this, and the way Dan Carlin describes it's phenomenal. So that's – I would say those two, if you're going to get into Dan Carlin, download Apache Tears and then Wrath of the Cons, and then you'll just be hooked. So those are great. Nice. And then, yeah, and then I've been um, – let's see. Let me look at my podcast player. Hang on one second, and I'll, I'll tell you a few other ones that I that I really enjoy. I mean, obviously, I listen to ours like every chance that I get, so that's good. I also listen to the Outside podcast. That's from, I believe, that's from Outside Magazine. Um, I listen oh, to okay. Lore. Lore is a really good one. Um, it's this guy Aaron Mankey, and he's kind of he'd be kind of annoying a little bit with his voice, but that's, I don't think I'm just being nitpicky. But the content's really good. It's all these like stories about you know this folklore, and and they're some of it is just gripping. It's it, and some of it's pretty gruesome, but it's like you know, folklore stories about like um, demons and you know different stuff that happened. It's all throughout history. He goes way back to like the Middle Ages so, and all the way up to current times. So are you saying? So is that a subsection of a of a podcast within outside, or is this no is no totally separate? This is a yeah. totally separate podcast. Yeah, lore is totally separate. So outside is all by okay. lore stuff, right. and I and I think I okay. think outside is from Outside Magazine, but I'm not positive on that. So I I I'd have okay. to look into okay. a little bit more. But but so you have the outside podcast, and then you've got the lore podcast, and lore is really really good. So huh. I would yeah I, I don't know that one. Yeah, I'd recommend checking it out. It's really good. I uh I started listening to that when I had winter camp, and so I'd wake up in the morning, and it didn't it wouldn't get up until I mean the sun wouldn't come up until like eight thirty. So right. I would wake up around 6.30, get the stove going, it's crackling, you know, get my coffee going, and I'd throw on one of those lore podcasts because they're roughly about 30 to 45 minutes each episode, so you can jam through them pretty quick. And I would I would throw that on, and it was just kind of fun because they'd be eerie stories, and it was like I was out, you know, winter camping, and it's like negative 15 outside, and I've got the stove going, and I'm getting my morning going, and Sierra's waking up, and I'd be listening to these folklore stories, and it was just really cool. I, I, I always... I always remember that fondly of, of that experience, just because it was it added to my winter camping. And you know, when you're out there and you're in, uh, kind of in remote sections and it's dark out and it's you know, there's no one around or you don't think there's anybody around, but then you're hearing these stories. You know, your imagination kind of kind of go a little bit. So it was exciting to listen to those. And then um, yeah, yeah, Laura, Laura's a real good one. And then uh, Duncan uh, Duncan Trestle family uh, that the that podcast I like that one. It's uh I just started listening to it, so I'm only a couple of episodes deep, but Duncan Trussell, it's a good one, and um, it's just kind of just talking different subjects, and it's pretty funny stuff because he's a comedian. So those, those mm-hmm. are the ones that I listen to, And uh, but I, I'm interested on in, in checking out the, the one about the Buddhism and meditation and all that stuff because I, I like to learn those things, and I think they'd be interesting to check out. Yeah, and it, it's um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I can get amped up. I mean, we've we've gone deep in in other podcasts episodes where you know both both of us just can get revved up about different stuff and 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 what have you. So sometimes I need to sometimes I need help to uh, you know take down the energy. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Tara Brock is is one in actually. Um, so another one is. Uh, Hypnokan Dharma Talks is another one, um, but uh, anyway, we can we can list out what what we what we uh, what we listen to and maybe a little brief description for the audience. Okay. Um, but on, on a, another app that I I use on uh, in, kind of in the same genre of uh, of a topic, I use um, Libby L I B B Y as an app which allows me to access library materials so i get oh. access to both kindle books and audiobooks and wow. so it's it's a phenomenal app and resource and all you do is you take your membership number and information and you log into it and you have access to their whole digital library and wow. i've got a kindle and i i've got like i've got like six books that i've checked out right now and i I've got um, I've got memberships to both the Boulder Library as well as the Newport News Library, and I got to tell you, it's phenomenal. And and not, so not only Kindle but the audiobooks. You wow! Know, I'm I'm listening to the greatest freaking books ever, crisscrossing the country or hiking, just you know chilling out around the campus like the uh, camp. The same time that I might listen to a podcast, I'm I'm diving in deep to some really really good books. Um, nice. So yeah, Libby. Libby is the name I'm of the app. Look at that. And, so, um, so, so all you guys all have to do, so all you have to do is have like your library membership or or whatever, um, and then you plug yep. that in, and then and then you're good. Yep. Yep. Wow. And then you you download it, and um, you know most of the time I I'll I'll, I'll load up when I'm at a coffee shop or mm-hmm. or what have you, or I'm on Wi-Fi, but. Again, if you couple that with the um, unlimited plan and the WeBoost, um, you don't even need to, to do that. You can just browse yeah. through whatever you need to at the library and, and download it, and you're off to the races. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I'm, that's yeah, that's incredible. I'll, I'll be getting I'll be getting that for sure. Yep, that's um, those, those are definitely apps. I'm trying to. Like just so I I do like Spotify. Um, I I know some people like Pandora. I've used it, um, mm-hmm. but Spotify uh, for music has has done me really really well of recent. And I I've actually to the point where I've actually subscribed to their premium service. So it's ten bucks a month, okay. but I get access to any music that I want. It's all ad free. Um, and just to round out maybe the next two or three apps that I use a lot, I, I've got a, I an app called White Noise, and uh-huh. you could probably relate to it. You you ran into that situation where the barking dog was, and, and I, I use this White Noise one where it's got, like, nature sounds that just drown out everything around me. Um, and, and so I use that one, and, um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll talk, there's, I'll there's talk about an app. I got an app I use. Um, it's Tinder. Yeah, it, it, it makes... <laughs> no, I, I, I you know what? Tinder. I was actually I was actually thinking about that today. I'm like, I gotta I gotta activate that thing because yeah. I, I need to meet I need to meet some people. Yeah, it is awesome. I I activated mine two days ago and I just met this gal who just 
relocated to Wichita to help out her family with some stuff, and she's from Southern California, and she's smoking hot. And so I was like, all right, cool. So we're uh, we're chatting now, so that's nice. And cause, you know, out here, you don't have an opportunity to meet girls. I mean, really. I know. You're, you're, you're solo so much. It's like, all right, you know, you still want that companionship from time to time. And she's like, hey, I don't know how long I'll be in town. I'm like, well, I don't either. I'm like, well, let's just hang out and have fun, you know. So we'll see where that goes, which is nice. But yeah, I, I've nice. you know, I'll, I'll admit, and I, I don't care. And people say, oh, Tinder's just a hookup at. Well, that's, that's fine. I mean, is what it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's your <laughs> point? Yeah. yeah, you want to judge me? Yeah. Judge me. Fuck you. So, yeah. So that's a good one. But you know, uh, um, the the voice recording apps that we're doing, like this this app right now. I know the audio quality isn't quite what we'd hoped it would be, but um, but I think we can dial that in a little bit and and uh, and and make it sound pretty good. But it's tape a call. That's that's an app that you can download. You can download it. There's a there's a free one and then there's a pay one. Well, I I just went ahead and upgraded to the pay one because the the functionality's better. So there's that, and then um, also the voice voice recorder. Uh, that's above and beyond. It's a separate app than the one that comes preloaded on the iPhone. I found that to be really great. I there's a bunch of different features you can unlock on it, and it's like 99 cents for each feature that you want to unlock. So you don't have to buy them all, you can just pick and choose. And once I went through and, and that the previous podcast that I recorded on the voice recorder uh app, it was a little bit a little bit uh muffled and it's because I was just using the free one. But then when I upgrade uploaded upgraded to the, the pay one, it was like an additional two dollars and then ninety nine cents additional if I wanted to have the equalizer so I could adjust levels. I did that and I tested it this morning. It sounds fucking awesome. So that's, nice. a re- that's a really great recorder, and there's no limit on how how long you want to record. And then it um, you can it, it downloads it as a WAV file, but you can convert it over to MP4, and then MP4 you can import into like if you're using it on your phone and you want to edit it, you can import an MP4 into, into iMovie, the iMovie app that comes preloaded on the on the iPhone. And that, if it's on Android, I don't know what you would use, but I think there's a comparable software that they have. I'm sure they do. Uh, and then you can just you can edit the file all from your phone and just post it, and you're done. And it's like that, to have that uh, flexibility to push content out there when you're creating content is just key. And, you know, yeah. for a minimal <laughs> investment. It's, it's, well, what I was just going to say is like, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of people listening right now that it, they're, they're not going to get into podcasting and they're not going to get into that. Yeah. But I, I think even on a, on a simple level, though, having the means to, to record your voice and just chronicle what's going on around you as you're going from point A to point B mm-hmm. like that just for your own memo, your m- memorial and, and what have you. I think that that's a useful thing. So if you're yeah. cruising around with your family, having a good weekend, fire up a voice recorder of some, some way. And like, you know, like re- recording some kind of fireside chat or whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as you're, telling stories to your family or like having good conversations with um, the people that you're hanging out with, that alone is, is fun stuff. And you don't yeah. need to, you know, have a podcast to get good use out of an app like that. Um, so anyway, totally. I you were, yeah, I, um, I, I, I've got voice memos from, you know, when I was, I was at Standing Rock and I was just like mm-hmm. recording, uh, you know, what I was seeing and that's, Dude, we need to do an episode good. about that. We need to do an episode yeah. about Standing Rock. That's that's and 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 all of the different things that you experienced firsthand that was not being reported accurately in any news source or any news outlet. Yeah, and, no, and just everything else. I, it's a whole experience. We got to talk about that. 
Yep, I I agree. But um, so, yeah, and I I can I can even maybe I can even find some of those uh, voice memos that I've got that uh, that, that I was that'd recording. be killer. That'd yeah. be a, yeah, would not well, that's, that's, well, that's yeah, and, and you know I think also too like for for the for the folks that are in the business world, you know having having the availability when you're driving around to say, oh hey, I need to I need to address that, or I need to address this, or I need to you know create a to do list, and I can't pull over right now and write it down. You know, ha- just having that for 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 work stuff is great. Having a, a voice recorder and having one that's that's actually good and not not. I mean, that, you don't have to go out and buy a twenty dollars voice recorder or or go buy an H H N H four N, you know, which is three hundred bucks <laughs> to record it. You can just right. have a simple app and do that. So, and and I found the more that I get in and record my voice, the more comfortable I am with it, and then it becomes where it's like a natural conversation as opposed to like. I want to talk about everything, and that's what I, that's kind of what I felt when I first started going with the podcast. You know, it's like I felt amped up, and it's like okay, bring it down. And then once you get more comfortable talking like that, then you may say, hey, you know, if you never in, intended to get into podcast or whatever, but you come across a, uh, an interesting topic or conversation, you record it and say, hey, let's put it out there. I mean, you never know; it could, you know, it could lead to something. So, um, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of great apps out there, and, and I think that I mean, I think we've covered a, a ton of information with this. Is there anything else? Uh, Anything that you can think of that that would help folks? I mean, well, obviously we'll put all those links down in the description of the episode here, but I, I think we've got so much covered. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I I think for the the genre of technology related to um, just computers and, and apps on the phone, I, I think we hit we hit a really really good chunk of it and. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think being able to list this out in the some kind of show notes would be great for for the um, for the audience. And just as a final pitch to the audience, I, I'd love to hear back from people what what's the stuff that you guys are using. You know, what do yeah. you what do you find helpful? Um, because I know I, I'm I'm constantly searching new stuff that's helpful, and I have to believe that that there's a bunch of stuff that, that people out there are using um, that that would make my uh, my life more efficient, enjoyable, what have you, um, as, I'm, as I'm on the road. So send oh, all that stuff in. Yeah, Baron, let me see if I can find it on text here. Baron texted me a, um, uh, an, a suggestion for like a, a meditation app. Um, hang on, let me see. Oh, I know the he Sam said, Harris yeah, one. He, yeah, I, yeah, and I, I use for for my meditation, I use Insight Timer, but I've heard a lot of really good things about the one that Sam Harris recently developed, which is the one that he mentioned in his yeah. Nomad to Normal notes um, that Sam Harris developed and released one just recently, and I've heard great things about it. So yeah, yeah I, I do want to check that one out. Yeah, I was just looking at the text message there. He uses an app called Waking Up, and it's a meditation yep. app. And he says he says really good. So we'll put that down in the notes I, as well. I heard that. Cool. Yeah. So everybody, everybody listening, please, please send us what you're using and um, mm-hmm. in any particular questions that you've got on on stuff that we mentioned. So um, yeah, hit us up. Cool. Well, why don't we do this for next episode? Why don't we talk about like the insurance stuff? Because we did have that question from from Ryan Odie about uh, you know what sort of um, health insurance do we do we use? And then also, I think it's important to talk about the differences of vehicle insurance between living like kind of a normal traditional life and living in your vehicle full time. Because you do have to notify your insurance company and say, "Hey, I'm out here full time," and it's a little bit more 
um, per month, but it's worth it because if you get in a wreck, then they cover everything. And so, you know, yeah. we can talk about that next episode. And then also, too, I really want to dive into, like, your truck stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think we can, yeah, I I, uh, I would really love to be able to, to, to get that information out there as to, to what um, what I've got. And then I, I I think that the discussion, unfortunately, you know, we hit some of that on that one podcast where um, the, the first half of it didn't work out. But I think you and I, with our suspension upgrades, yeah, um, have a lot of useful information to get out there to people um, as to what what's what's a right level of suspension upgrade mm-hmm. for people to consider where they don't have to go freaking grave digger style um of a of a lift but you know, <laughs> get 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 some good uh get some good suspension upgrades where they can get uh further on back into the outback and um um yeah good good stuff that we can cover in the next one cool man well i think that, I think that sounds good so uh, what do you say we wrap this one up and then uh, we can start working on getting that list compiled and, and putting it up there and getting this out to everybody? Sounds great. Yeah, and if um, if people want to check me out, um, I'm, I'm trying to do a better job getting my information up on my blog, but um, you can you can track me a little bit more closely at www.colemanroadjournal.com, C-O-L-E-M-A-N, roadjournal.com. Yeah, dude, I love your website. It's got some good humor on there. It's definitely a good representation of your personality. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and I'm a, people can reach me at coloradobackcountryadventures.com. So, um, but cool, man. Well, uh, let me wrap this one up, and then uh, I'll give you a call back here in like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, and we can um, get this thing dialed out in and get it up for everybody. Sounds great, man. All right, cool, bud. All right, later.